Welcome to the very first podcast episode of Back to School. I'm Krista Volker, a wife and homeschool mom to five kids, and I'm going back to school for a degree in elementary education. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the expected and unexpected experiences of a conservative 40-something student returning to school at a state university. On today's episode, I'm honored and excited to talk with Denise Ide. Denise is the author of the multiple award-winning book, Uncovering the Logic of English, a common sense approach to reading, spelling, and literacy. She is the founder of The Logic of English and has authored 18 books and 20 supplements in the Logic of English series of curriculum. Denise, welcome to the first episode of Back to School. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. So for my first question, what inspired you to write the book Uncovering the Logic of English? Yeah, it's a combination of experiences and just where my life journey brought me. So I used to teach ELL and in particular adult students. And most of my students were from Eastern Europe, from Russia, the Ukraine, where they learned their own languages very systematically. And those students would ask me questions about English spelling all the time. And I would just go, well, English is crazy. So that combined with the fact that I was a terrible speller set the stage. So when I had children um, of my own, I had twin boys who struggled to learn to read. And based on my graduate school experience and everything I knew about education, you know, I surrounded them with books. We read every single day at nap time and at bedtime, and they loved books. And they could auditorily comprehend books, you know, many, many grade levels above um, their age. But they couldn't read more than Matt Sat, very simple, what I would have at the time called phonics books. And as I searched and searched for answers for them, I stumbled across uh, the phonograms and spelling rules and stumbled across the research that said when students are taught phonograms and spelling rules to explain words, um, struggling readers learn to read. And what was really interesting to me was all the connections that happened just in a very short period of time for me. First of all, my sons uh, learned these phonograms and accurate rules and they went from non-readers to reading chapter books literally in two or three months. It was an amazing transformation. And now I know that uh, that experience follows the simple view of reading. Their, their phonics and their ability to decode was now enough to match their ability to comprehend. And the simple view of reading says that you know um, auditory um, comprehension times your ability to decode equals your reading comprehension. And that's exactly what happened. They gained those decoding skills and now they could read and comprehend at the same level of audiobooks they could listen to. It was like a miracle. And I learned to spell at the same time. And all of a sudden I had answers for all my adult students. So where that goes is I wanted to write a book that explained to people why this knowledge is so important truly for everyone. Well, I felt uh, so excited when I read your book and I poured over it. I've shared it with so many people. So I, I have benefited, my family has benefited from uncovering the logic of English. So thank you so much. And you touched on something that is part of my next question is, so why is it important 
for every child to be taught to read and write with a structured literacy approach. And by structured literacy, I mean a systematic approach that teaches the sounds that letter combinations make and how they work together to make words. And then how words are linked together to make sentences and how a group of sentences can be read for comprehending a story or content of information. Yeah, so structured literacy is really important. And here's why. I, um, I think sometimes we have this misunderstanding. I wanna, I wanna touch specifically on the systematic phonics part of structured literacy, which is a systematic approach to teaching the sounds and letter combinations that represent those sounds. If we don't explicitly teach those letter combinations to children, we leave them guessing. And we leave them with holes where they have to guess as opposed to decode words. And guessing is different from making meaning or discovering the intended meaning of the text. And it takes up a lot of you know, brain bandwidth to guess. So when we have that information and we understand how words are read and spelled, it's a powerful tool. It also plays really tightly into what we know about the neurology of reading now and how the brain learns to read because the brain learns the sounds, you know, when children are young and they link those to meanings. Well, when we explicitly teach those letter sound combinations, we activate the letter box and we now make direct connections into the brain to the spoken language. So it's really powerful and it really helps students um, with that missing piece. I think the simple view of reading is a really great way of seeing and understanding that, that it provides that systematic phonics knowledge that is absolutely essential to learning to read and comprehend. Such fascinating information. So what can you see um, in your experience happens when a student is not taught the structured literacy approach? Um, they're left guessing. And you probably experience this when you're reading with a child that doesn't know how to decode a word instead of being able to sound out the word and then make connections to their spoken vocabulary, they are left looking at the first or the last letter. Why do they do that? Well, or why do we even teach that? Sometimes that's one of the cues we teach because we don't really understand linguistically what's happening in the language, in the word itself. We don't know where the phonograms divide or we've been taught an incomplete phonics. So for example, the letter CH say three sounds, ch, k, and sh. And if we only teach ch, then words like Chicago or chef become exceptions. But understanding that these words um, are not exceptions, they're part of our language. Phonograms can make more than one sound. Understanding the bigger picture provides students the tools to decode words. And that is really powerful. It also revolutionizes spelling. Um, rather than rotely remembering, you know, school is C-H-O-O-L and an exception to C-H saying ch, really it's saying it's k sound and it's completely phonetic. So understanding the complexity of English phonetics helps and empowers students with the information they need to read and to spell. Well, thank you so much. That that does put a lot of things in order as I think about teaching my own children and, and someday teaching possibly a classroom of students. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with uh, students that are future teachers, uh, important tips or tricks or even just encouragement 
that you would like to offer beginning uh, teachers? Yeah, I think something that is a good thing to keep in mind uh, if you're a beginning teacher of reading is this phrase, that's an exception. So we often find ourselves when kids ask us questions about how or why a word is spelled that way, saying that's an exception. When in reality, most of us have not been taught systematic phonics or the linguistic structure of English. And so we would never say that about a math or a science problem. If we didn't know the answer, we'd say, I don't know, I'm going to look it up. And so I just really encourage uh, teachers to be thinking about that phrase. If you're tempted to say that's an exception, try instead saying, I don't know, but I'm going to try to find the answer. And Logic of English has those answers published for free on our website. I mean, we have the spelling rules, the phonograms there, and just trying to rethink how you look at words. Also, there's no such thing as a sight word in terms that you have to memorize the whole word by sight, like look and say. All words can be explained. We can, exp I mean, there are very, very few ex um, exceptions in the language. So when you teach kids the reason that every word is read and spelled the way it is, it unlocks tens of thousands of additional words. When you teach a sight word, one, it only teaches one word, and two, it trains the wrong part of the brain. So really teaching kids how to decode every word is like giving them the tools to unlock any word. And English is a massive language. We have over a million words in English. So that's a really key thing to know the code to unlock any word. Oh, thank you. I like the way that you uh, compare it to math and science. That's actually a really good analogy that I'm going to use from now on. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Denise. And for those that are listening, where can we find you? If we want to find more information about Logic of English and uh, just different things that you've mentioned today on the podcast, where can we find you? Yeah, if you Google Logic of English, you'll find our webpage and um, we have a lot of free resources. We're working on building out our how to teach pages on how to teach reading. So if you keep checking back, there'll be more of those. We have YouTube recordings and, you know, free classes. We even have um, a free uh, parent training class right now. If you go out to our website, you'll find it, which includes a lot of our professional development courses that we've put out for free um, that can be used by teachers or parents um, because of COVID this year. We've really just wanted to empower teachers and parents in how to teach reading. So hopefully, um, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. Again, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. I've uh, been following you as I've taught my own students and I've tutored others with Logic of English. And this has just been a real honor. So thank you for your yeah, time. Yeah, thank today. you, Chris.